0: mysteries, as in murder mysteries, as in crime and mystery. I like reading mystery novels. I like watching mystery shows and movies. And I've been that way since I was 10 years old. When I was 10, I was introduced to the most famous of mystery solvers, the most esteemed of sleuths, the most celebrated of detectives. When I was 10, I started reading Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes story. Shortly after, my parents started letting me stay up late on Monday nights to watch Sherlock Holmes on PBS. And there was no turning back. My enjoyment of mysteries expanded over the years with mostly British writers, G.K. Chesterton, Dorothy Sayers, Agatha. I was never fascinated with the crime. I was never really transfixed on, on murder. I was never really intrigued by the criminal mind. You know, there, there are some mysteries that tend to go that route and focus on that. What I liked was the question. I liked the problem. I liked the puzzle. Who did it and why did they do it? What was the motive? What's the, what's the answer to the mystery? Yes, there were some clues, but did they all add up? How do they add up? Now, whenever such a mystery was introduced, it it is as if there was a shadow, a veil, a darkness that had to be penetrated for the light of truth to be known, for evil to be overcome, for justice to occur. And it usually took an amazing mind, a a sharp mind, like Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Poirot to to work the puzzle, to, to find a solution to the problem, to answer the question, to decipher the mystery, to enlighten with truth. And that's what I enjoyed. And that's what I appreciated. Even as a child, I liked seeing the puzzle worked out. I liked the truth revealed. I enjoyed the feeling of resolution. Now, I know I'm not alone. Over the years, there have been numerous mystery novels written, television shows, movies centered on on a mystery. So, So what does this have to do with Colossians? What does this have to do with Paul? In this section of the letter, Paul describes his ministry to the Colossians. Now, this makes sense. Even if they had heard of Paul, they did not really know Paul. So Paul introduces himself. He's introducing himself in this letter. Listen to verse 25 again. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. Now, Paul says that he became a minister. Now, the verb used here by Paul is is passive. He became a minister. God chose Paul to be a minister. And minister is the Greek word for servant. That's what a minister is. That's what a minister should be, a servant, a servant of Jesus Christ, a servant of the church, a servant of God's people. God chose Paul to be his servant. And God gave Paul a commission. God gave Paul a stewardship to make the word of God fully known. In other words, to preach, to preach the word of God, to preach the scriptures, to to make them known. Paul says fully known. Then in the next verse, Paul describes what he preaches. Listen, listen to part of verse 26 again. The mystery hidden for ages and generations. And now you see where mystery comes in. Paul says that he preaches mystery. Paul preaches the Mystery—the mystery of mysteries, a secret mystery, one hidden for ages, one hidden for generations. Now, here's the problem when we read this: Paul's definition of mystery is different than our own. And Paul's understanding of mystery is different than ours, and and not, and not just Paul, but all of Scripture. Listen, listen to the rest of verse twenty-six. <clears throat> the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. The mysteries revealed. Mysteries in the Bible are revealed, but they're revealed by God. So in other words, the mystery is something that you can't figure out on your own. In fact, no one can figure it out. God has to make it known. <clears throat> Our Old Testament reading was from the book of Daniel, and in the book of Daniel, many of God's people, including Daniel, are in exile. They're no longer in Israel. They are captive in Babylon. In the year 587 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon destroyed Jerusalem. He raised it to the ground. There was nothing left. Then the king had many of the brightest and best of Jerusalem hauled back to Babylon exiled. This included Daniel. Now, one one night, King Nebuchadnezzar had a strange dream, a, a strange dream that greatly troubled him. He called in his wise men and counselors and magicians and sorcerers and enchanters, and the king asked them to enlighten him concerning his dream. And they say, surely, king, just tell us what the dream was and we will interpret it for you. Well, Nebuchadnezzar replied, no, no, no. You tell me the dream and its interpretation. And if you don't, you will be torn from limb. You will be torn limb from limb, and your house will be burned. Now, these so-called wise men did have some wisdom, for they answered the king in truth that no man could do what he asked. In a fit of rage, the king orders all of the wise men of the land, all the counselors and magicians and sorcerers and advisors to be put to death. He no longer considered them wise. He no longer considered them useful. This included Daniel. Now, when Daniel finds out the trouble, Daniel goes to the king and he tells the king that he will tell both the dream and its interpretation the next day. Now listen again to, to Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. God reveals the mystery. God makes the dream known. God makes the meaning of the dream known. And God uses this to elevate Daniel in the court of the king in order to bless his people. Well, in the Bible, mysteries are revealed. Different from murder mysteries. These mysteries can't be solved by logic and reason, deduction and intuition, observation and information. These are mysteries as in the unknown, as in knowing what someone else's dream is. As in questions that people have asked in various forms for thousands of years. The mystery of God. Does God exist? What kind of God is he? What does God think of of me? What does God have to do with my life? Or the mystery of existence. Why are we here? Why am I here? What is my purpose? How am I supposed to live? Now, these these are not questions that that we can answer correctly on our own. These are not codes that we can decipher. These are not problems that we can find the solution to. These are not puzzles that we can work out, quandaries that we can solve. Not even the greatest of minds, the most eminent of scholars, the most celebrated of detectives can unravel these mysteries. Humanity has attempted this as long as time, using logic and deduction and reason and observation and information, but, but the truth was never fully discovered. That bits, bits and pieces, yes. I mean, some, some cultures ended up worshiping creation. I mean, think of ancient Egypt, worshiping the sun god Ra, Some cultures worship gods made in their own images only only with superhuman powers. Think of the Greeks and the Romans. Some gave us philosophy that attempted to rise above such thought. Great thinkers such as Plato and Aristotle, but they could only reason to an unmoved mover as the source of all things. It's as if there's a, a veil, a cloud, a shadow, a darkness in our minds and and in creation that a light must penetrate for the truth to be fully known, for the mystery to be unraveled, for evil to be overcome. In other words, God must reveal himself. God has to make himself known. God has to answer the question. God has to decipher the code. He has to solve the puzzle, work out the problem. God has to unravel the mystery. And that's the message of the scriptures. That's Paul's message. And it's good news. I mean, think think about it. God reveals the mystery about himself. God reveals the mystery about existence about life, about your life. God reveals it for you. He shines his light upon you so that you don't have to go searching about in the dark. You don't have to go flailing about in the dark. Now, in our passage, Paul says what the mystery is. Listen again to Paul's words in Colossians 2.2. Paul writes, Paul writes, That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Which is Christ? Paul says God's mystery is Christ. The revelation is Christ. The light shining through the darkness is Christ. The answer to the questions... Is Christ? Is there a God? Yes, look to Christ. What is God like? Look to Christ. What did God what does God think of me? Look to Christ. for in him God took on human flesh and was nailed to a cross. Divine love conquering sin. Your sin. Divine love that not even death could hold, for He rose again from the dead, conquering death, offering you life. Why are we here? Look to Christ. What is our purpose? Look to Christ. How are we supposed to live? Look to Christ. In Jesus Christ, God shows us how we are to live, gives us an example of how we are to live, shows us what it means to be truly human, loving Him, serving Him, giving Him glory, loving our neighbor, serving our neighbor. Well, Paul continues in verse 27. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This mystery, which is Christ in you. The mystery is not only Christ, but it's also Christ in you you. The mystery is not only a person, the Word made flesh, the very Son of God, the crucified and resurrected Messiah who lived 2,000 years ago, but the mystery is also that person, Jesus Christ, living in you, existing in you, loving you, redeeming you, transforming you. It's a relationship with the living God, a mystery. And this mystery is not just a revelation. It's not just a resolution, but it's also hope. It's the hope of glory. It's the hope of heaven the hope of light in the midst of darkness, the the hope of morning in the midst of night, the hope of order in the midst of chaos, the hope of justice in the midst of injustice. It's hope that you can cling to, hope that can get you through the day, hope that can get you through life. Hope given by Jesus, hope through Jesus, hope in Jesus, hope because of Jesus, and it's hope within you, revealed to you by God. Paul says, this mystery is revealed to the saints. That's you. But the word saint means holy one, set apart one, holy because of Jesus, made holy because of Jesus in you. Saint is simply what you are if you follow Jesus, if the mystery has been revealed to you. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to be a Christian. God and life is not a mystery to be solved. It's not just for those clever enough to figure it out. The mystery is revealed. It's not hidden. It's not secret. It's for anyone to hear. And that's why Paul preached it. Paul preached this mystery. And so should we. That's the ministry of the church, your ministry to proclaim this mystery, this mystery that's, that's been revealed to you, this mystery that's been revealed in you, Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory and honor and power, world without end, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi.